All right, the boys are back. Leafs talk. Um, we probably took too many games off. What do you think? How was Cabo? Uh, it was spectacular. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Looked really good. I, can I tell you? Wish I had it taken more off and stayed there for the rest of my yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just been one of those like white guys on the beach that's like, what's this guy doing here? And I'd just be there forever, sunburnt. You know, just sun kissed. Uh, I, I would stay there forever. But yeah, you know, you I spent the same amount of money to go to Ottawa last minute as <laughs> you spent to fly to Cabo <laughs> because of the weather in Ontario. Dude, it, I, dude I, got out, I got out right before the storm happened. Not one issue. Came home, landed at Pearson Airport um, through customs, baggage, golf clubs, check bag, everything in and out of Air- Pearson Airport in an hour. So. Things were perfectly. It was a pretty good trip. My airport experience was okay, minus the price and the fact that I sat behind people with BO. Mm-hmm. And I'm just a strong believer. Like I have <laughs> sensitive smell. Look at the schnoz. Like look at that thing. Like it's it's a massive. It's a massive. You can put almonds inside those nostrils. You know, yeah. probably chocolate covered almonds. I, I got a sensitive sense of smell. Perfume, too heavy perfume. BO. They get to me in general. But the couple in front of me, I I like. I really thought. Maybe when we land this plane, there's going to be police in the terminal <laughs> waiting for them, just ready to just cough them and take it away. I thought for sure. I just, I had full Karen brain. I just wanted to be like that meme, you know, the guy who's on his phone, like just watching those people take them away. This isn't right. That's not fair that you can get on a plane with BO. Somebody's got to stop you. There should be like a wash station almost. Like you, you're trying to go to the airport and they go, hey, you got to go in here. Like before say, you get in a pool. Yeah, you gotta and have a shower. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you got a shower before you get in a pool, you should have to shower before you get on an airplane. Like I just, it, it wasn't right. Six hundred bucks to sit behind two stinky people, just not fair. Anyway, not a. I thought it was gonna be a stinky performance for the least tonight. The first period was just like you called it. That was some vintage pee pee whack boy stuff where they show up, they look flat, the crowd is dead, the mm-hmm. Blues go up two nothing, and you think, ugh, this is gonna be a slog. All like you and I were texting about how amazing the World Junior game was last night and just how fun and, and crazy and up and down it was. And we're watching Bedard and all of a sudden a weird goal goes in the second one where it goes off a of Kerfoot and off a of Shen. And there was a soft one that's a shorthanded goal. And I'm thinking awful, awful night. I, I got to tell you, I was really impressed with the Leafs tonight. I thought they deserved the two. Yeah. I, can I start off with a hot take? Yeah, give it to me. Of course. I absolutely love the shootout. I love the shootout, buddy. I'm so why much. Why is that a hot take? I'm. I told you, I'm on team shootout as well. Like shootout I, is so like in the regular season, you're trying to decide yeah. a game. It's so exciting to watch these guys, these creative hockey players, get a one-on-one chance at the goalie, and it's yeah. a completely different thing than a than a breakaway. Like it really is. It's not in the heat of the moment. You have to think about it. You have to go out there. You stand there. Everybody's looking at you, and you have to show off your hands. And there were some really nice goals. That Matthews goal, Bennington legitimately I was just no gonna chance. say which one of those four was your favorite because I actually think the Marner one was just because I, I can tell you that that was the most embarrassing goal for the goalie like that was well he was so embarrassed he's like oh he stopped he yeah, stopped I mean, like, that, that was, he just danced you out of your yeah. pants pal like, I thought Bennington relax. was gonna do his classic idiot Bennington thing and skate towards somebody and try to start something and I went oh please don't do this Jordan please for the love of God just stay in your net you're no, not gonna fight anybody I, one of these days, honestly, he's going to try to come out of his net to scrap someone and he's going to get intercepted like a streaker 
by a security guard, but that security guard is going to be Craig Berube, and he's just going to go, I've had enough of this shit. Like, you're going down to the ground, and he's just going to scrap him out. Like, Craig Berube was a real uh, tough guy. He's not going to keep having this from Jordan Bennington. He's already laid down the law, and he's just, you can tell, he's on a razor's edge, to, razor's edge with this guy. We, we had Doug Armstrong on Kipper and Bourne today, and yeah. Kipper asked him, he's like, I'm pissed off that your coach has uh, neutered Bennington because he was one of my favorite guys to watch in the league. And <laughs> Armstrong was like, I'll text him to say that, but I'm not going to tell him to his face. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah, man. Rube, still toughest guy in the league if he puts on the skates, 100%. Dude, he's got just ultimate <laughs> tough guy face. Like, oh, yeah. Barube is the classic if you're having too many drinks at the bar and you're just being a loudmouth and having fun with the boys and you look across and you make eye contact with that guy and he's, mm-hmm. and he's looking at you, it's, it's time to leave the bar. Get the, the check. biggest check, please. Check, please. <laughs> No going up to him going, what's up, buddy? Why are you so mad? <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> You're dead, man. Don't do that to Craig Marume. That's a, that's a quick death sentence. But anyway, um, yeah, I love the shootout too, man. I got zero problem with it because, again, most games get settled in three-on-three three anyways. It's just a regular season thing. No one wants to see actual big games get settled with it. And I, and I even understand from the standpoint of the World Cup where guys will, you know, they, they, they won't be able to last, right? They, they just cannot figure that out from, a, yeah, a, a, a realistic standpoint. But even then, I feel cheated when a team wins in a World Cup game or in a World Juniors game. But in a regular season hockey game. Awesome. Yeah, I was I was rooting for it to get there. Me too. But by the end of that, by the end of that three on three, I was like, oh, the Leafs haven't had one of these yet this year. Let's see what they can do. And I actually think outside of um Outside of Matthews' backhand, which is just right after my heart. It's my favorite move in the game. It's just made it yeah. look easy. The Braden Shen goal is just, that's classic yeah. what you should do every single time. Where you should just fly down top speed and shoot it as hard as you can yeah. above the blocker. I knew that's like the num- that. that's the number one shot. That's the best shot in the game. That's what you should do every time on a breakaway or on a penalty shot. And he did it. And he scored like and they the, won the game. I like the Buchnevich. I yeah. love just... Anytime you can get a goalie five hole like that, just where he's just, he bites, eh? Well, it's hard with that though, man. It's hard. Like a shootout. Look how his ACL, he his ACL, he bit so hard. Come on, man. Look how talented these shooters are. Yeah, I know. That's impossible. That is impossible when guys can stick handle this way. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. You're used to just guys coming down and ripping it the way that Shen did. But mm-hmm. man, some of these dudes, when it looks bad and you over stick handle and the goalie doesn't bite and he's able to get a piece of it, you go, just shoot it in the net. But to mm-hmm. me, no, the, the multiple moves that some of these guys can make now, it's just, it's out of this world. It makes me think about Connor Bedard. He's going to score on every single penalty shot. If he ever gets into shootouts, he's going to go hundred percent. There's mm-hmm. no way that he it won't, it will never get to a shootout though, because he will score every single three on three because he's the greatest hockey oh. player <laughs> to ever grace the ice. I'm, We're just I'm, horned up for Bedard. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so obsessed. And I know I'm just being a casual right now. There's oh, Regina yeah. Pats fans. There's people in Vegas that are like, yeah, 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 yeah. shut up. Let me just enjoy this breakout. Let me just enjoy this kid for the supernova that he is. Um, mm-hmm. Merrick said he's new Forsberg today, and I went, that actually feels right. I really like that comparison. And yeah, I'm not going to throw my boy Merrick under the bus. He's just nowhere near as physical. No, he's not. Fors- but the, Forsberg the, the game was like isn't a, as physical. 
Forsberg was a big, strong, physical yeah. presence. Like to me, to me, he's way more like Kane or way more like that. That's he reminds but me way body more of type Kane. wise. Yes. But no, the way that he moves, like the speed in which he moves mm-hmm. on the ice and the way that he can just kind of freeze guys with his puck handling and just move a little differently. Mm-hmm. There's certain guys. This is what I love about dudes like Connor Bedard. This is such an off. I knew this was going to be a sloppy Leafs talk. So everybody shut up. Okay. Everybody shut up. No bitching. Five stars. Go leave five stars for the fellas. We're just going to be sloppy. There's certain hockey now. There are so many guys that do the exact same thing, right? Mm-hmm. So many guys can just skate well, kind of have some offensive game, similar size. That's pretty much it, right? Be very responsible, make the right play, so forth and so on. There's a couple guys who just move a little differently and they stand out, right? Where they can just create for themselves in a different way. And he's just one of those dudes where you can't really gauge how fast he's moving and the way he's moving. And and I just, in a sport where there's a lot of the same, he Mm -hmm. is just the most exciting thing. That's why he cannot go to the Ducks. I will never see him at 1030 at night in the Honda arena. He cannot go to San Jose. I'll never see him 1030 at the Shark Tank. It's just not going to happen. I don't want to see him in Mullet Arena in front of 8,000 people who have no idea what's going on with him. He's got to go to Philly or Chicago. He's got to go to one of those fan bases. Send him there over Montreal, pal. Well, yeah, but I'd actually rather him go to Montreal. Oh, that's my hot take. God, I'd rather stuck. All right, let's go. Let's I'd talk rather about the see game. him in Montreal <laughs> than have him buried away in the no man's land of Anaheim where they, they're going. Agree to disagree. Uh, we, Agree hey, to disagree. <laughs> uh, it's a playoff game. Should we go? I don't think so. Uh, I'm not really sure. No. Yeah. Fold the Ducks. Fold the Sharks. Fold all those teams. You gave it a shot. Fold the Yotes. Should be a 26-team uh, league. Anyways, the Leafs, a team that matters, okay? A team mm. that matters. Um, this is why I was really, really impressed tonight. They fall down those two goals, and you could say, Bab, start on time, blah, 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 right? Sure. But they battled back, and there was two things. Well, three. And I'll let you pick whichever one you want to start with first. Mm. The top line just being so incredibly dominant and you can't even pick out which guy was best. I do think it was Nylander tonight. The third line having just a really impressive game or the last one, the team defense, once again, showing up in the third period where St. Louis, I think, had one shot until maybe the final three minutes and everything that they got was clappers from the outside there was nothing high danger they just basically let samsonov take the third period off i think we got to eat it on the third line a little bit because you and i have been pretty critical of all well not david sure. camp of That's course fair. not david camp of course our king no, our who Lord we would never savior. be who would never we'd never be critical of but particularly alex kerfoot and uh pierre Engvall, who are neither of our favorite players in the leaves both of them basically since we took vacation have been excellent for the leaves and again tonight we're you really will. We're, yeah, we 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 t- we finally get off their back to like didn't have to watch Lee's talk and have us crap all over them. <laughs> They're finally free for a couple games and they yeah. they've really responded. And listen, that that line is really really good in the defensive zone and taking away pucks and it has a lot to do with how rangy Camp is, how smart in the defensive zone uh, Kerfoot is, and just how fast Angball is. It's a good mix of guys, and if they're contributing a little bit offensively, it's a really good unit for the Leafs and. I hate to say it, but like now you can, see, I see both ways of this because they were good last year in the regular season too. And then when it came down to the playoffs, you know, you know what happened the, the bottom six or Tampa caved in the least bottom six. And that was one of the big differences in the series in a really close series, but you can convince yourself once again, if you're Kyle Dubas and I'm sure he won't, but he, eh, he might 
that it's good enough to head into the playoffs with this is your third line again. And I think that's sort of the balance that's going on in my head as well. Because they have some nights where they're really bad, but they've been good for a long stretch here. They've had success in this year and last year. It's a tough one because I, I like what I've seen from them, but I also know what happens when they're playing Tampa Bay, who they're lock again to play in the first round again this year. So which side of it do you land on? There's nothing in the regular season that's going to convince me that that third line is workable in the playoffs. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. It's just no. facts are facts. Um, the Leafs got outscored three to 10 in depth scoring uh, in the playoffs. Pierre Engvall has never scored in 17 playoff games. Okay. Um, I'm just, I don't care. 17 playoff games. Yeah, bro. This is what I'm saying. I just, I, I'm not, we get so locked in in the moment sometimes with this team and people are so just roller coaster ridey with the waves of this. Here's how I feel about Engvall. It's not going to change. It's just not going to change. He's not a playoff player. He is not the kind of guy that I want to see in a playoff series. You know why? Because he's afraid of the physical stuff and he's not going to go to the tough areas. Guess what? You know where he scored that first goal tonight in front of the net on a beautiful tip. When have you ever seen Engvall score that goal before? Maybe he's a new man. No, man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not getting convinced because of regular season games. I had Chris Pronger on my podcast today. Okay. Mm. You know what he said? What does he know about playoff hockey? Nothing matters in the regular season. <laughs> it's all about how these guys respond in the playoffs. And I know that that's kind of a weird thing to say on a post-game show that we do throughout the regular season. But, man, that was legitimately the biggest difference between them and Tampa last year. Tampa had identity in their bottom six, guys who could score for them. And the Leafs did have five goals, but two of them were empty netters. Like, two of them were made K of empty netters. And he was a guy that legitimately in this year is probably in their top six, and he was always kind of a floater, uh, mid-six guy, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't know what you need to see with these guys that is going to tell you that all of a sudden you're going to have playoff success with them. Like, I just, it's not going to happen. Kerfoot has actually done it in the playoffs a little bit at least. But Engvall, no. You can show me all the analytics from the regular season about what a good defensive player that he is. You can show me all the uh, like all the charts that say he's a fine player. He can have a night like that where he, he tantalizes you. Where he tantalizes you with the speed. He's a flawed guy. And to me, he's just not somebody that you want in the postseason. And also, you know that... Nah, I'm not going to say that. That's, that's talking out of school. I just... I... I I've heard some whispery things, let's just say, all right, about how things were handled during last year's playoff run in terms of preparation for certain things from certain guys. Mm-hmm. And maybe, just maybe, he was in that category of sad guys, okay? Um, I just, I can't. I'm, there's nothing he's going to do in the regular season. If he does it in the playoffs and he goes out there and he scores some goals and he's on this team... I'll eat all the crow in the universe, but I will never capitulate in regular season games. I'm Pierre Engvall. It's just, it's not going to happen, dog. Like it's just, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I think that's fair. And I, I, he's like, you said, he's played 17 playoff games, which feels like so many. I, yeah. And he's got zero goals. So it's, it's, it's hard. And like, listen, his whole game is not goals. So it's not like you're, you're, it's like Austin Matthews or John Tavares. Or all these guys have zero goals. It's his game is not to be scoring constantly, but when you, what do you always talk about with these playoff series? And you always talk about these guys that come out of the woodwork in your bottom six. And listen, look at, look at all these big games last year, game seven versus the Leafs. Who was it that scored both the goals? Was it one of their big boys? It was Nick Paul in the bottom six. You look at like, think of, you know, like Max Talbot, Fernando Pissette. Like it's all these guys that like are the unsung guys that come up with a big goal 
And for him to have legitimately zero, listen, this is so stupid. Like you said, it's stupid to do this on a post game show. I understand that, but like, I don't want to stupid because they were the bomb tonight. They were, they were legitimately sick. Like they drove play all night long. They were all over the ice. They were making plays. I love that. I got to give Kerfoot credit, especially that, Hey, for a guy that doesn't have really, uh, any type of offensive profile, he has just figured out, hey, I, I just got to put the puck towards the net. You know, Filter like I got to stop overthinking it. At all it. times. Filter I, I got to stop d- double clutching it. You know who he is? He's the guy that plays the NHL. Like, he's the guy that plays NHL that can't actually work the stick and can't actually do any moves and do any nice shots. So the only strategy is just like, net, Hammer. net, 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 Like net. when you like, used to play me. Yeah. And <laughs> don't expose me like that. But yeah, Kerfoot is me in that way. Where it's just, <laughs> hey. If you fire 30 on there, you're going to maybe get one or two of them. And I respect it. I respect what he's done. I respect the adjustment. I know what camp is. I believe in camp. I just, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be a jerk about the Engvall thing. He played a great game tonight. He's played really great lately. I think that he's got, I wrote it down, what his point and goal streak is recently. I think he's got six, maybe six game point streak. Close uh, to seven, maybe? I think it's five of six. I wrote it down. Mm. Yeah. We, but six, he's been pre- no, it is a six-game point streak, yeah. five goals in his last ten. So he's like, been producing, and listen, uh-huh. he's that's great in the regular season. Yeah. But if the Leafs went out and acquired a guy that's more of a playoff player and replaced him right away with it, nobody would be heartbroken. I, I'm I'm telling you right now that this is going to be my one of my takes heading into the postseason. If I'm the Leafs, I 100% try to flip Engvall to somebody and use that money in a trade. Use his ability, like in, try to get him to go somewhere. He's in. Uh, fairly youngish player he's on a cheapish contract you probably can get him done longer term on something that isn't crazy he is a good fine regular season player he's a frustrating guy at times he's always going to leave you wanting I, I just to me sam the the leafs are never going to have real bite in their top six i still think that when they're building this roster they're going to have to find ways to have a little bit more of that come playoff time and that is something that has to change i still believe that you need some guys that cre- win some battles down low and are tough to play against over the course of a seven-game series and yeah. give you something a little bit different. And and I think that guys like Engvall, if you pull, if you did a secret poll around the NHL of hey, who's the hardest guys to play against? Where do you think he comes in? You know, or I think the I think the better poll would be to ask who are your favorite guys to play against. That's what I'm saying. It's just like yeah, the, he'd be in the top ten. He's in the polar ends of it. Um, yeah. So do you want to talk about the top line? Well, because I think, one thing I, I mean, think is the story, even though Nylander was amazing tonight, I, I got two Willie, angles on it. Well, I just, Willie's been the, he's the least best player by far right now. Like there's okay. just, to me, there's no, there's no question that his, his dominance offensively, like he's taken, people were like always wanting Willie, Willie Nylander to take a step. He's taken four steps up the stairs. Like he's gone to another, he's gone to a level that I like, I listen, I wasn't the biggest Willie Nylander defender, but I was never a guy that was like a pure hater on the guy. No, I don't but think he's he gone. No, no, but he's gone to a level that I didn't think he had in him. Like he, this stretch for the last, I guess, pretty much since the start of the season, but specifically over the last month, he has been playing better than I ever imagined him to be playing. He's definitely been the least best player for that time. Here, here's the thing, bro. Uh, Marner still has obviously had the best season. I'm not going to overreact and shift that. Matthews, Statistically or just totally. No, just total. I think Marner's yeah. had the best season. I think that's overall. fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but and I think that Matthews is the team's best player. Mm-hmm. But Nylander has has like the fact that you could debate it with those two guys right now is mm-hmm. insane. 
Like he's got more points and he's got more goals than both of those guys. It's crazy. He's leading the Leafs in points. I was thinking about this this, this tonight. So right now, uh, crap, I don't have it in front of me. I closed. Actually, I think I might have it in a tab in front of me. Go Heading into tonight, he was like, I think, 17th in scoring. Yeah, tied for 17th in scoring. He scored three points tonight. That puts him ahead of Sid this season. Like yeah, that good. puts him that puts him right there with Nugent Hopkins, who he's definitely better than, even though Nugent Hopkins is actually having kind of like a super underrated season. That puts him right there with literally if if things kind of stay flat tonight, I know Ovechkin scored some points. I'd have to see it. So this is kind of a weird one to try to be doing on the fly. But he's he's probably gonna be top ten in points tonight. No, what you can um, say is he's in the upper echelon of the elite players in the best league in the world. Like he's been unbelievable. He's, he's, he's going to be top 10 in points. And I don't think he's one of the best 10 players on the planet. Like, I think that's a bit of a stretch for sure. But, but it, but it is kind of interesting to think about if you were drafting players around the league right now and you needed mm-hmm. to win a Stanley cup based on what you've seen through the first half of the season, I, I would be really curious where a guy like Nylander would start to slot in, especially given, dude, he actually has showed up in a lot of these playoff games. He does mm-hmm. look like he's unlocked a completely different level. That shot tonight, that goal was oh like, holy shit, man. So you're doing that now? Like, that's yeah. who you are? You're this guy now? And I actually love it because Matthews and Bunting can both go win, like, puck battles, and they can get it from behind the net out in front to Nylander, and now he's just ripping it as though he thinks he's Austin Matthews all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. No man, he's he's brilliant. Total package. He's and he's his passing and his passing is unbelievable. It's always been a super Truly. underrated part of his game. That pass he made to Matthews cross seam, and then Matthews that off balance wrister, which like if anybody that wasn't Austin Matthews tried to do that, they would have broken their ankle catching a yeah. rut. The edge work on that's ridiculous, and to get that much power on it, top cheese short side, it's a ridiculous play. Like that line has been really unbelievable, and then you start looking now down at the second line where it seems like their power has been sucked out offensively. And a little you know, bit. It, it like, I think a lot of it has to do with Tavares has slowed down big time. I thought he had a couple good chances tonight, but mm-hmm. I just don't think he has the offensive punch that he did earlier in the year. Marner still looks very good, still flying through the zone and Yarncroc. Yeah. But to me, that line needs a wake up call of a guy that's better than Yarncroc. And, you know, that's where you're going to have to like you could you got to keep Willie Matthews and Bunting together for a long period of time now. Yeah. But like it just goes back to the same conversation we've had like that. That line's elite elite defensively. Mar, uh, sorry, Tavares, Marner and Yarncroc, but they're not really doing much offensively. Like if you can get somebody for that, that left wing, I know we beat the de- the drum to death, but God, those top two lines with an not an elite, but like a good scoring left winger. That just takes you to a whole nother level, man. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. And I, I often think about Timo Meyer mm-hmm. and whether he would be a fit there. I do. I am curious what Nyes is going to bring. Just and Dude, honestly, the only reason I'm so curious on Nyes, and mm-hmm. I, I know you hate this conversation, hate but, when, but when guys like Elliot Friedman say that he's essentially untouchable, when guys like Mike Fuda say he's one of the best live viewings that he's ever seen in his lifetime of scouting, it's just it's hard not to wonder what he is like. It's too much expectation for him this season. I know I get what you're saying, but yeah, I, I do think that given where the Leafs have been at with not being able to hit on high end guys outside of the core for what since the core, right? The mm-hmm. the closest thing that they've had to hitting on high end dudes has been Sandine and Lilligren. And I even and had Pontus thought, Holmberg. 
yeah, of course, Holmberg. But yeah, Holmberg is like bunting where they're the like, he's, a, he's a rookie and he's, <laughs> yeah, he's a rookie. He's like, I'm 28 years old. <laughs> I've been playing like, since, I get to yeah. since I was 14. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was a leading scorer in the SHL <laughs> three years in a row. Yeah, no, uh, I would love to see it. It's just it's so it's so interesting to me because this team is but, so good. No, we got we just pause on that for a second. But but yeah. you get you have to agree that holding a spot on the second line. I'm not saying of a spot. cup, but that's what a lot of the conversation. It's like they want to hold that spot. But it's like yeah. that is the most insane thing in the world to me. Yeah, like he you can hold, play down the lineup. Yeah, yeah. you can he, hold Zach Aston Reese's spot for him. I just how's that sound? And yeah. then if he plays well, maybe you elevate him then. But like to be like, we're going to put him in there in a cup run with your general manager with no contract for the next year, your best player in franchise history with one year left. Like, it's just insane to me okay. that they would do I, that. Hey, listen, I, I, I get it. I just where I'm at with this team is the way that I think about the draft. And I've said this before. Get the best player available. Get the best player available to you. To me, I'd love to see them try to add one or two things that it would be. Because, man, I go back and forth, honestly. I, w- I watched a game like tonight, and the blue line felt soft and a bit small, right? Mm-hmm. There were a couple moments where St. Louis got, and Sandine yeah, got, they, got caved in a couple shifts, no doubt. And, and guess what? There have been some nights where, like, Morgan Riley still hasn't been, fair, like, he hasn't been the Morgan Riley of the past, or maybe he has been, and that's the issue. I don't, I don't know, but it hasn't, it hasn't been exactly the greatest experience with Mo so far this year. And I know he's working his way back from injury, so people should be patient. He's not getting the cookies playing on that top power play where they're going to five forwards. I got scored on, by the way, tonight. Can, can I oh. say something quickly about Riley before we move past it? Yep. There's one thing that I really love about his game, and I've it was something that I had forgotten about, but it's his ability to keep pucks at the line. He is so good at that. Yeah, like he, he did it twice tonight, where it's just the pucks going close to the blue line. And he makes yeah. a good, like a, like a knocks it out of the air, keeps it in. And he just walks the line and gets it back down deep. He just, he just loves to dust it off that when he's yeah. coming down the middle of the ice, he's got the puck at the top of the circle, almost at the hash marks. And then he cuts it to the back. Hand. I'm like, just shoot the puck. man. Like he really is an overthinker, but man, there's some parts of his games that you just absolutely love. The skating ability is just, it's nice to have him back for moments. And then he's such a Jekyll and Hyde guy to me. Like there's moments where it. you're like, he's so, so important. And there's other moments where I'm like, oh my God, get him off the ice. It's a really, it's a hard thing to do. Again, I just, I think that the Leafs still have too much of the same on the blue line. Mm. That's that's all. Is that having those three guys, Lilligren, Sandine, and, and I know that Lilligren's been playing a little bit more physically this year. Sandine does it a little bit more often, but come on, let's, let's be honest. That's, those are, nobody's, nobody's taking a puck battle off of, that Pat Maroon line down there, right? No one's bullying Stamkos off a of puck or Kucherov. Like that's just not happening. And so to me, it would still be really nice if they had the guy that Muzzin is supposed to be in theory. Right. And they've been getting a lot of that from Giordano, but God, he got blasted tonight. He did. And this is, this is, I, I I'm always reluctant to even say anything about it because he's been such a stud and he took that contract and it's incredible, but it's, there's just a tiny bit of me that worries about him wearing down. And I have had, I, I think I have noticed more nights where he has looked a little bit more like he, he's just looked a little stiff on some, on some nights and in mm-hmm. a couple of moments. And that's understandable because what he's 38, 39 years old. He's a warrior. He's a beast. He's just like the tone setter. I think that, you know, if we're going to talk about bunting here next, boy, this is gonna be a long lease talk. Um, 
I, I really <laughs> do hope that there is a small part of Michael Bunting, even though he hasn't gotten paid in the NHL like Giordano has, that that does look at Gio and does look at being home and does look at the opportunity that he has and thinks, you know, I, I, maybe I'm not going to try to break the bank on this contract. Maybe maybe it isn't. Maybe the priorities are going to be a little bit different for me. I've always said this, but and people can laugh at it. I do think that playing in Toronto should matter. I'm sorry. It should. It, it matters here. You get to be relevant here. You get to be Michael Bunting and play at home in front of people and people know who you are. Yeah. Bunting is playing very, very well with Matthews and with Nylander and he's gotten to play with Matthews and, and Marner and we've seen him down the lineup and it's been very infrequent, but those minutes haven't exactly been overwhelming. Do I think he can play with good players? Absolutely. Do I think that a team scooping him up would be smart? Do I think that, um, everybody in free agency generally gets overpaid. Absolutely. I do. I just, to me, he's still the guy the Leafs need to squeeze, but let me just ask you this. Has his run of play as of late, just the way, just, he continues to be such a, a solid contributor on that top line, drew the big penalty tonight, two goals, the patience in the slot on the second one. Has, has he changed your opinion at all in terms of, Hey, you can't just tr- let this guy go and try to find somebody else to play with those stud players. You you might need to keep him, even if it means overpaying a bit and going a little longer on term. No, I'm terrified to pay him. Terrified. Yeah, and I think like I should Hate maybe ter- maybe not terrified, not the right word. Yeah, no. but extremely apprehensive to pay him a lot of money. But I think his game is pretty simple. Like I don't think this is a smoke and mirrors. If you play him with good players, he's going to produce. He's going to be yep. able to do things. Like I don't think it's but at what they're paying him right now, it's a ridiculous steal, obviously. But at what point does it not become that? And that's what you have to weigh, right? Like, what's the number? What's it start with? I, Are, that's the thing. I don't. I'm know. horrified if it starts with a four, right? Like, and, yeah. and that's probably what he's looking at. Like, what do other guys get paid? And like, what is he going to be looking at back to back 50 point seasons where he's scoring a lot of goals and drawing penalties and he's in the mix every night? I, I just, I'm really loving what he's given to the Leafs. And maybe like, you're right. He's playing in Toronto. He's Scarborough kid. How many better situations is he going to find himself anywhere yeah. than here? So you have to hope that he kind of takes that deal, but like who could blame him if some teams like, Hey man, you want to be really rich? And he's like, Hyman. yes, please. He's like, yes, please. I will be. Hyman's a perfect example. He was with the Leafs. They traded for him. I identified him early. They developed Toronto him. They guy. turned him into a stud from Toronto. Like it's a very, very, very similar situation, right? Yeah. Like it's really, yeah. really similar. So I, I like, he has a chance to be an all time folk hero in Toronto. If he takes less and stays here. Yeah, because that's, people, that's the pitch that I'm giving pe- him. People already love the guy. Like, yeah. he's already got that moniker of, you know, just the sort of scrappy dude. Toronto loves that kind of guy. He's scoring big goals. He's playing with big players. He's on. He's in ads. Everyone seems to love him. If he just takes, like, a contract that starts with a two for, you know, a few years, mm-hmm. he would be revered forever. So it's, it's what you want to do. And, hey, if he wants to be rich, who could blame him? But it's going to be a really fascinating one to see what happens here. Yeah, um, I I think that if I'm the Leafs, I'm I'm pitching to him. Hey, like, can we can we figure something else that's in the three point highs and trying to get under the four? Mm. That's that's always kind of where I've been with it and saying, man, you just you'd be a legend to do it. The problem is, is that like I, I here's here's where I'm at with it, though. I will say this. I am a little maybe I'm crazy. I was actually called crazy because I projected Hyman's contract to be pretty close to what it was. And everyone went, there's no way a team's going to give that to him. Um, 
I don't think bunting is as valuable as Hyman. I don't. I just don't. We like we saw Hyman drive lines down a lineup before. Yeah, I think and kill Hyman, penalties, plays in every situation. Like, yeah, exactly. He, I just, Hyman's a clearly better player than Michael Bunting. That's what I'm saying. I I'm not. I'm still not convinced that unless the cap is actually going to go up in a significant way, that that guy's going to get five mil. But this is the weird. This is the weird spot the Leafs find themselves in, and I'm going to talk about this more on my podcast tomorrow. Mm. You've got Nylander and Matthews as pending free agents going into next year. And next year gets super weird, right? If the Leafs blow it this year. Like, if the Leafs just mm-hmm. lose to Tampa in round one. Like, that happens, right? They lose to Tampa in round one. Next year gets super strange. You just about have to... I think it's becoming pretty clear that you need to kind of keep running it back with the core unless there's a huge trade that becomes available. Like, I just... Or you find out, like, hey, Nylander's not going to resign, or you're not going to have enough money for these guys. So you flip somebody, right? Um, it's going to be pretty hard for me to come off the idea that, you know, they need to, sh- to trade one of those three guys, especially given the way they're playing right now. Or you could make the case, like, they got three guys in the top 25, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you let Bunting walk, then you're rolling the dice on a new guy in the final year of those two's deal. That's what I mean. It's that, such it's a hard just, one. It's such a like he's got he's got some good leverage too. It's just Definitely. it's a and the guys a, all adore him, dude. It's 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 tricky, but it's tricky, buddy. It's really hard. Anyway, he was brilliant tonight. So um, should we talk? Uh, should we talk about Samson off? Yeah, let's close on. I think the the negative of the night. Unless yeah. there's, I, I'm gonna fly through my notes. I, I uh, Dryden Hunt noticeable. I, I told you, I texted you. I, I like that Dryden Hunt does a different thing. He's the re- he's the exact Zach Aston Reese replacement. Like he really is. He's Zach Aston Reese. That's more noticeable. That's what he is. Like he's, yeah, I j- he's a guy that's supposed to hit and play on your fourth line with zero touch offensively. Yeah, uh, but he yeah. just he just hits a little harder and he'll fight. So those are the differences. So yeah, I, I thought he was good tonight. Thought he was His noticeable. Hit, he's been he's been clearly a little bit. Loose cannony. Oh, it was yeah. kind of funny that I do have it in my nose. Kind of funny that Levo scored like a beautiful goal, and I went, of course. Any any former Leaf just immediately. How did I not bet a hundred bucks on that? I know, that was no, the I biggest think, lock of the century. What did they probably pay ten to one? The way he scored it too, though, I was just like, oh, that was gorgeous. That was gorgeous. Yeah. With Josh yeah, Levo, Levo also had some t- always always had that tantalizing size yeah. down the wing with a good snapper. There was always something there with him. Yeah, um, I mentioned the team defense. We didn't yep. really touch on exactly all of it, but yeah, how they shut it down in overtime. That Blues team looked like they ran out of gas a little bit mm-hmm. in the end, and then had one little late push. But overall, just yeah, they're not a that. That's the kind of team where I, I was talking about it on my podcast today. You're not it, okay? Like your team is not <laughs> it. You should be trying to shell everything, get everything off your roster immediately, in order to um, get even a percentage of a lottery ball closer to Connor Bedard. Like mm-hmm. that is like an all time regret. I feel a little bit the same way with the Raptors right now with women where I'm going, what, what are you doing? Like what, what oh, are you, they might not have to strip parts. They suck enough. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they yeah, go, I, I, anyways, they, let's all go down that road. Let's talk about Samson. No fun. Um, Samson made a brilliant save in overtime that I'm oh watching right God, now on my phone. It's gorgeous. <laughs> Sexy. Robbery. One of my favorite saves of the entire season. Agreed. It was so nice. The rest of the game, he kind of sucked. Yeah. The first goal of the game, so sure. Bad. Would you like Marner to be a little tougher and the puck? Okay. Maybe you can kind of, you got to stop that, man. The second one is a bad bounce. It's not great. The other three goals, it's kind of like, hey, mix one in. And then the only period where he doesn't let in a goal is, again, the only one where 
St. Louis, I think, had four, maybe their, five shots. And their first the shot, I think it was Cairo, hit him yeah. square in the chest, and, and he bounced. spills it right into yeah. the slot. I know, he, man. So I was always concerned about this, even with the hot start. I was just, I remember having a conversation with you about like this flipping. And it's like, this guy has legitimately done the exact same thing every single year in his, in his career. Start, started out incredibly hot, looked awesome. Remember this conversations. And then it completely flips. Like it literally happens every single year and it's happening again. It's yeah. happening again. And you have another goalie. So maybe you can give him a couple games off here. Maybe you can get him to reset, but it feels like, you know, just as an observer watching it, I did watch him closely in, in Washington, obviously, but watch him, watching him here closely. It seems like when it goes, it's gone. Right. Like to me, it's just like, he's, it's, it, it's disappeared. His last four games. Now he has been awful. Like really, he really just, bad. He's been doing the thing that you feared, which is letting in the bad goal. Stinkers. Like that's, every that's game. Stinkers. Yeah. Stinkers. And he's swimming. He's Not swimming. Even letting in stinker. Nice for sure. Too. Like, Listen, hey, buddy, this is a horrifying situation. This is like, hey. this has gone from the best thing on the team to very scary, very quickly. I'm not just saying it's Samsonov exclusive, but now I think like of the two goalies, Sam uh, Murray's obviously been the better one. Murray's got to get a run of games here. Like Murray's got to, I think you got to go two in a row, maybe three in a row Murray here because it's pretty clear who the number one is, even though Murray hasn't been spectacular. Well, you're definitely himself. going two in a row. You're definitely going two in a row because you're going to go crack on Thursday and you're going to go Detroit Saturday. Mm -hmm. That's a hundred percent going to happen. I just, yeah. I still don't think that they're going to be running them out there three in a row. And no. no, and I, yeah, I get the sense that they like Samsonov like mm -hmm. in the room and they don't want to lose him, Right. And they, and I think that this has been kind of one of his issues in the past is that he's, he's a bit of a head game guy. He's got a little bit of that Jack Campbell big time gets down on himself pretty hard and kind of wears his emotions on his sleeve type. He's of even funny in the media. Like he's yeah, got a lovable, he's Russian Jack Campbell. He really yeah, is. So. I, I, I think that it's really tough in a regular season, man. Like, again, you got to remember, as weird as it feels, given how many hours of this we've done, we're not even at the 41 game mark. I think tonight was 38, maybe. Oh, 30, somewhere. Dog days, buddy. Yeah, we're in the dog days, right? And, yeah, the points are going to matter for the Leafs, no doubt about it. But given where you, you can't trust Matt Murray staying healthy, so you can't run him into the ground. You can't overexpose him to an injury, so you need Samson off for that. And unless you think Shalgren or Wool is coming up and giving you something, then no, you got to stick with it. And you cannot, again, if you're this team, you're looking at your goaltender saying, these guys have shown that they can be just as good as anybody on the right night. There's no way you're going into a deadline and failing like a injury to Matt Murray or just complete stink pile play. No, these are the guys. That's what I'm saying. And so you, you got you to gotta keep rolling with them, man. I, just, I think that the formula just has to stay the same. Two and one, two and one, two and one. And you, you ride that pretty much until Samsonov becomes an actual issue to the point where they just go, okay, we're going with shot. Like he'd have to play so horrifically bad. What's his, what's his save percentage at now? Like it was at like nine no, thirty. on the nine. Yeah. I think I, I will honestly say that I, I'm guessing that Samsonov is still in the nine twenties. So would he, if I gave you him finishing with nine Oh five this year, would you take it? Uh, nine what? Oh, five. Yeah, he'll finish over 905 because the Leafs are too good team defensively. Like they're going to have okay. nights they they're, they're going to have nights man where he like don't forget he got two shutouts in a row not too long ago. I, I just 
I don't want to get trapped in the the moment too much. It just yeah, he's looked kind to of to me. It's he's not the moment bad. though. There's what? a track record. This guy yeah, is yeah. like he's the reverse. He's the reverse Freddie Anderson. No, but I I, like, I bet you who's I bet you, Freddie Anderson stink bomb every October. We're like I, gotta trade him that he's the best guy in the league. It's like the reverse. I'd happily put a unit down that he finishes over 905. Like I wouldn't even can I wouldn't even hesitate. Like at even money, I wouldn't even like okay. that. That's a no brainer bet to me. You'd All have right. to. I'm not betting legit. You. I don't want yeah. it to happen. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. I'm just asking it. Uh, like if you would like just that asking bet. asking the question. Yeah. If you would like that bet right now, I would happily take it. I would happily take that action. I'm happy to be the book for anybody that wants to take that action. You can get at me at JD Bunkers, Twitter and Instagram, <laughs> slide in the DMs. Uh, let's wrap this sucker up. Yeah, I don't have anything else. I think all good, uh, buddy. Happy to be back. Yeah. So we'll be back on live stream on Thursday. Then obviously mm-hmm. again, Saturday nights. Saturday. This was a weird one. We're just working our way back with a ton of yeah. people on vacation. This has just been kind of. That's why at least talk went away is just you were in a different country. Born was in a different country. I was just trying to get out of the hellscape You're stuck behind the stink bombs on a plane. Yeah, We got our boy sis. Our producer is out of the country. Like we just we had too many people. And now our yeah, our station is stretched thin. we couldn't get up for live tonight, but we will be live Thursday. And then it's just going to be back in regular rotation order moving forward here down the, the stretch run. So, yeah, we love all you that were patient. Thanks so much for all the people that messaged me. And, you know, sneaky little late shout out to all the. Got a lot of industry people who sent me messages like, where's Leaf Talk? I'm trying to do some prep. Industry to... people. Oh, they're oh, looking yeah. for some takes. Eh? Oh, buddy. Leaf Talk. <laughs> hey, hey. Oh. You, would be, you would be surprised. Oh, at the looking for some takes. You would be surprised. And you know what I love about this? Digging for takes. <laughs> and you know what I love about this? Every single one of them right now that's done it, if they're watching it all the way to the end, they're going, oh, I'm not. Why do you <laughs> Pish posh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And guess what? You all know who you are. All right. Oh, I love it. Uh, And anyway, I love you guys too. Just make sure that you leave five stars. Uh, Guys and gals. How about that? Guys and gals. Uh, How about you just leave five stars, leave a little review for the fellas, and we'll call it even for all the hard work that the the boys are doing. Um, Kraken. Red Hot Kraken. There's, I can't, I can't, I'm excited to see the Kraken. Squids. Yeah, the squids. My squids. I got a hat. Yeah, they're a good I might, hat. I might wear my hat in the pregame show. Oh, dirty. <laughs> yeah, right where I rock it. See this beauty, though? Yeah, I, don't I have a matching one? Oh, you do. Oh, you got to get it. I should have brought right. it over. Let's, ma- let's wrap hat. this up, buddy. Yeah, all right. We'll see you. It's Leafs Talk. Follow at JD Bunkus, at Sam McKee, Twitter and Instagram. And uh, leave a review, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, and we'll see you on YouTube on Thursday night. See you. Bye.